Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Share that as you want. I don't know. Well, I'll share it as much as I can. I'll share it as much as I can. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. In fact, I'll have you repeated it about five minutes, if you don't mind. Okay. When more people come on. Yeah, I'll have you repeat it. Good stuff. Well, so we officially started. First time here, or if you just listen to audio, this is the daily meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just saving my voice. I have a extreme amount of stuff to do today, and I just kind of want to save my voice doing that or my energy for right now because yesterday I did so much that I was introverted drained by 11 p.m. Let me just tell you, 11, and I had to go all the way into 9 o'clock last night. So my energy is on 100% high octane. I am extremely happy. But I don't plan on getting burnt out again by, I mean, by 11 a.m. I just, <laughs> I just don't. These interviews take a lot out of me, but I'm glad I'm doing them. Conquer the Crisis 4.0. I see that like Grace put that in there. If you guys want to just register for that so you can get 
all that millionaire, billionaire stuff. Yeah, it happens this Saturday, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, man. the 23rd. Yes, sir. The 23rd. When does our think the one business away, the one business away must start Monday then? Because I yes, said, all right Monday. now. So I, I accidentally said May 23rd, get the dates. That's why I don't do anything. Grace, I have a task for you. Remind me right after I get ready to say that I have a very important task for you that I've just decided I'm not going to do. Okay? Yeah, oh, okay. It just, it just irritates me, so I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to have you do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because if I do it, I'm going to be negative, and I don't do stuff like that. So I'm going to have you do it. All right. Just remind me right after this here. The I want to tell all of you that the culture that you have created is the most important thing that you're going to do moving forward. You must protect it. You must be willing to die for the culture of your company. The culture so, you know, I always tell you that the, that the methods should change, but the mission shouldn't, right? The culture should be treated like the mission. The culture shouldn't change. The culture shouldn't change. Now, your culture shouldn't be so, well, actually, I don't even want to tell you nothing about your culture because it's not my place. It's not my place to tell you about your culture. Your culture, your business is your culture. And anybody that you want to fit in that culture, <clears throat> there you go. There's some leadership concerns with that, but, you know, you've got to work on that yourself. But your culture should be treated like the mission. The culture should not change, period. <clears throat> I'll give you an example of a culture changing that somehow is extremely acceptable today and no one cares, but that culture changed and the culture changed so quickly. I mean, so gradually, excuse me, that you can't change it today to change the culture back to what it's supposed to be. would get you stoned to death. I want to bring up Christianity. If I say anything about gay, marijuana, liberal, Abortion, women preaching, drug addiction, um, the church will go up in the uproar. Second Amendment is just, but if I say anything about love that drug addict, be happy with the pothead in your church, love the gay, tolerance, social justice, you know, love, period, the church is silent. It's not my opinion. That's where we live. That's something that's called changing the culture. And it gradually happens. The, the church gradually has changed its culture so much to where the Kurt did not, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Sorry. What I'm about to say is extremely flammable. What I'm about to say is extremely flammable. You're not about to like what I'm about to say. Sorry. 
But what has happened with that culture is many have made it an extension of white supremacy. That's got nothing to do with me. Pick a year. When do we not hang people on a rope in the name of Jesus? Right? Pick a year. This, while inflammatory, and I'm sure it's offending somebody, but that's got nothing to do with me. I didn't make this stuff up. Somebody has to have the balls to talk about it. While this is certainly emotionally charged, it's the importance of understanding culture. Your culture can gradually change to where it no longer looks like the mission at all. That change didn't happen overnight. That change didn't happen over a generation. It took a while. And if you're not careful with your organization, you'll change your culture, and you don't even know it. What's your culture? I don't know. So let me tell you how I'm hiring, and maybe that can bless you. I read a book a while ago. Uh, I forget. Daniel, go inside of my Amazon and see when I bought this book, and I remember reading it the day I bought it. Well, actually, I don't even think you're going to be able to. It's because I bought it in Audible, so you're not even going to be able to see it. Don't worry about it. It's called Google Knowing When to Cooperate, Knowing When to Compete. It's called something. Knowing When to Cooperate, Knowing When to Compete is the subtitle. When you find it, share it on the screen. It is the greatest, one of the greatest books. Actually, this is the greatest book I read on the psychology of biasness. Right? It's just. It's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. And one section in that book, they got on hiring. So the premise of the book is, when does Jonathan know when to cooperate? When does Jonathan know when to compete? And how to make Jonathan as good as both of them as possible? When does Antonio know when to cooperate? And when does Antonio know? That's it, friend or foe. That book right there. That book right there. Is a most fantastic book. I read it. Oh, see, I think I read it in 2015 or 16. Friend or foe, right there. Friend or foe, when to cooperate, when to compete, how to succeed at both. Adam Galinsky and Maurice Schweitzer. Okay, you can stop it. I thoroughly recommend this book. This book said something in there. It said in this little, little, little section, one chapter, talking about high end. And it said, typically when we hire or when we have a job, we compete and we don't even know it. For instance, there is a fallacy that says women are mean or not nice in the workplace. And this book goes then to proceed with science that that's not true. Here's what actually happens. What actually happens is men are controlling the hiring. And since we are not hiring unbiasedly, we make 3,000 women compete for one job. Do I have a woman that can relate to this? To where we have 3,000 men applying for 10,000 jobs. 
and then the woman doesn't get the respect she deserves. Okay, Carol, this dance. I'm, I'm just got, it got to be somewhere because this again, I ain't making this up. This is in the book. This ain't me talking. Right? And then this is based on science and anyway, a bunch of surveys and stuff. And then when we do something worse, I've got a doctorate. Jerry has a doctorate. Carol has a doctorate. Me and Jerry can go in and say, hey, everybody, call me Mr. G. Hey, everybody, let's call me Antonio. Don't worry about all the, don't worry about all the formalities. Carol can't do that. Carol wants to do that. But Carol can't do that. Because these this, the, what we've created is automatically not allowing her to do that because she can't get respect in the office, out the office, in the class. So she must demand respect in order to keep her position. And what happens is when another woman comes in, Carol's finger come out because now Carol has to fight for survival. Because Carol knows if she loses that job, she's got to go back to younger, faster, more degreed women in a male-dominated field, and it shouldn't be dominated, but just is, to try to find a job right now. It's almost terrible. It's Remember that inflammatory statement I once told y'all a long time ago? This was inflammatory, Carol. It was. This was inappropriate. I said something extremely inappropriate, but somebody's going to say inappropriate things to wake people the hell up, right? Somebody got to do it. I said it. I said it. Let's still stand by it. I said America is the country that made the black man have the right to vote before the white woman. I said that. It's still true, though. That's, that's still the way the amendments work. It's inflammatory because I shouldn't say it, right? We're supposed to just keep that little secret dirty, but I still got the right to vote before Susan. And I'm not sleeping with the lawmakers, and I'm not even a whole person. Right? We gotta we just gotta receive that. But then I made another inflammatory statement. I'm talking about culture the whole time, y'all. Pay attention to culture. Yeah, I made another inflammatory statement right after that. But somebody gotta do it, Carol. Somebody's got to do it. I get away with it for two reasons. One, I don't have nobody paying me. I pay myself. So that kinda helps out. Two, I've mastered communication. Uh, the dominant culture and I know how to say things when I want to that are eloquently said so it's kind of hard to get pissed off at me right I don't just come up there with my hood voice and I know how to present a thesis and argue that thesis you understand you, you understand okay. that's the whole point of getting educated and I said this here so therefore equally oppressed as the black man is the white woman and I say it because she's supposed to know better. And if she tries to do anything outside of what's normal, like marry an entrepreneur in the 70s and start a business called Humor Consultants, which I told you, there's no way in hell it's do that easy. There's, there's no way. It doesn't make any sense. That's not the, that ain't the world I live in. Right? And this book says, Women aren't catty and all that stuff. They're fighting for survival, and we created that culture 
And if it needs to change, men need to change it. So it's it. Providing all that evidence. And then it says, so hire this way. Before you go look at your candidate, know who you're going to hire. Build an invisible picture. What qualities do they have? So everybody put talents and stuff. All right, no problem. Now, what psychological traits do they have? This is what's important because we love all these talents and stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? But talent, you can be the right person in the right business and be wrong for that culture. I know that all too well. I know that all too well. You'd be the right person in the right business with all the right gifts, all the right talents, and all the right numbers. But you cost too much because nobody want to work with you. You just cost too much. I am most certainly not hiring anybody I think costs too much. I'm not talking about salary. I'm saying that your very presence makes people say, I'd rather work over here. You cost too much. Because all you're going to do is force me to deal with a problem a year from now that's going to cost me a lot more than your salary. Ah, Deanna just got it. Yeah, I'm not just running my mouth. I'm telling you something. Go ahead, Susan. Antonio, you know what I was yes, going to share about... Oh, uh, yeah, you can, you can share that, too. You can talk and share, yeah. share that, too. Go ahead. Well, what you're saying is so true. In the 70s, when I first, when I graduated college, and my first job that um, I had was working for the dean of students for the university. And I had the other girl that was hired. She got the higher position than what I got. And that was because her boyfriend was, well, no, her husband was the star football player. That sounds about right. She didn't have the experience, training, any of that kind of stuff. And she just sat there all day and did her nails and things like that. And, and I, I had to carry the whole load, which was good training for me. But then I um, had to have work study students that came in and worked. And that was good training for me because it was like I had a staff. You know, and I'm 20, 20 something years old. So, but they were all, you know, underprivileged people of color. And, you know, they didn't want to do anything. They didn't think they had to do anything. They didn't want to do it. They just wanted the money. So I had to figure out a way to get them to do what they had to do. And, you know, we became friends and, and, and so on. So that was my first experience. And then, you know, I worked for the uranium enrichment plant and all that. But then when I moved to Cape Cod and worked for that um, big pharmaceutical company, these were research scientists from Woods Hole Oceanographic, brilliant people. Well, they, they saw what I did in my education and, and what I could do, and they put me in a top position. 
So when I got there, a lady that had been there forever, and she thought she ran the place, all of a sudden, you know, she felt threatened by me, and she treated me terribly. So, you know, I had, I had that situation to deal with. This is all back in the 70s, and this was the early 80s before I met Phil. <clears throat> and you so, know what's worse then? You know, yeah. if, if it's one job y'all applying for in, in 2020, then that was half a job you was applying for in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, so every I've bit of it. I've experienced a lot of that, and there's, you know, I could go on about that, but, um, you know, for what, so when Phil and I co-founded Humor Consultants, and I, I was able to take all those experiences, and, and we all have all those experiences, and I'm applying to being an entrepreneur. And, you know, Phil had similar type in his own way of experiences, and we combined them, and that's, that's how we, we did what we wanted to do. And we didn't want to be, you know, tied down to somebody and a company and, and doing those things. So what, what I want to announce, and maybe you've heard this, but I just heard it this morning, Magic Johnson is donating $100 million to um, minority and women-owned businesses. This will be a um, loan, and they'll be working with the um, SBA because a lot of those people, the first round that went through, were left out. Oh yeah, it was designed that way. So a hundred million is going to that. So I suggest you, you know, you look it up and study it and see if it's something anyone on the call needs needs or wants to do, or they know someone that has employees that you know are counting on them and their small business yep no doubt no doubt yeah thank you very much all y'all looking to the 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 magic johnson loan google that especially women especially uh, people of color look into that now grace remind me to bring that back up there's two things remind me to bring up the word minority, all right? And then whatever else I told you the first time. So remind me, don't let me forget. <clears throat> don't let me forget. I told you something the first time. You remember what it was? You have a task for me, but you said to get what you have for this. Yeah, let me get the task out of the way right now. I need you to put up some pictures right above that fireplace, at least one or two. And I'm not going to do it. If I do it, I'm going to cut somebody out. I'm not going to do it. Okay, do you understand what I'm talking about? I need you to take a nice little picture of that joint before I have to cancel this deal. Cause I ain't going. I've been to the office twice in nine weeks, twice. And both of those was for a summit. And I ain't going there in the middle of no pandemic. And I ain't got to, you know what I'm saying? It's just not, you know that I've been there twice. And I ain't going now. God dog it. I'm paying bills and I ain't going there. I ain't doing it. So you don't live too far away. You take those pictures and I will and then use the card, right? To don't pay for nothing. Just, just even if you gotta get a nail and hammer, just get Reggie or something to get up there twelve foot tall. And make that look good. I just need it to look good in the camera. You understand? That's all. 
Just one luxurious picture. I'm six foot six. You twelve foot twelve. I'm six foot six. <laughs> Size thirty two. He put a shoes. he put an extra foot on there every week. <laughs> <laughs> he's tall. When you was addicted, your addiction was twelve foot twelve too. Yeah, that's why that's why it was hard for you to get off of it. You, it was as tall as you. <laughs> Someday I want a picture with him. Yeah, all oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> he, I think his when he stand next to me, I think he he leaves his elbow on my shoulder or something like that. It's something disrespectful, whatever he do. It's, it's something yeah, like Antonio, that. when they're when they're nose uh, to nose, when their nose to nose is to, her toes are in it. When they're toes to toes, her nose is in it. <laughs> That's about <laughs> yeah, this guy here. But his, and then he's got this long hair, and he keeps his beard tailored, y'all. We got we got to call it tailored for now, Grace. Okay, it's tailored. That's how that's how beautiful it is. It's tailored. No, he ain't got nothing in his ear. Piece of food going there. He go take a bath immediately. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> the whole bath. Now, so here's how I'm hiring. I say all that because I want you to protect your culture. That's the focus today. I'm hiring now. This is just part of it. Not revealing everything. All the questions are tough. All the questions are tough, but they're not tough. They're tough when I'm looking for something. I want to know if you have high level of empathy. I'm only hiring people with an extreme amount of empathy. Now, that's not fair to everyone because some people don't have empathy. Trust me. I'm one of them, right? But now you need a level of emotional intelligence so high that it becomes or mirrors empathy. Get it? And then the third thing I'm looking for, there's more, but these are the three core things that I'm, I, I would love to give away to y'all, is an extremely high sense of self-awareness. I want y'all to process this, because these things are hard to find in, in one person. A high level of empathy or high level of emotional intelligence. That's really one thing. That's really, that's really one thing. It just depends. If you're someone like me, then you don't have empathy. You have emotional intelligence. You, know, you, have, you have a bunch of learned behaviors. You're a tiger. You're a lion. But you've learned how to be a koala. You know how hard that is for some people? Especially me. It is extremely... You can tell the awareness of someone when something extremely bad happens and they don't go with it. Do you have what it takes to let somebody cuss you out and stay right there and say not a word? Do you have what it takes to see somebody about to crucify you? You see it coming. You know it's about to happen. You know you're about to get double teamed. And you let it happen anyway for the sake of the culture and organization instead of you being a problem too. See, because it's easy to me to fix a problem if you didn't cause one too, Law. If you didn't cause one too, 
now I can go fix that problem. But if you reacted, shit, now I got to fix you. Then I got to turn around and fix the problem. And I got to fix you first because you who I want to keep. So I need to keep you all the way down. It just, it just becomes difficult. It just, it just becomes difficult. And it seems unfair. Now it seems like I'm picking on you. But I'm trying to calm you down so I can go deal over there. It's just it's one of those things. It just is what it is. You got emotional intelligence or empathy. Those are one thing. It just depends on who you are. Please know just because you're an empath does not mean you have emotional intelligence. I can assure you most empaths that I know are bullies. By the time you get to an by the time an impact gets 30 years old, an impact is tired of taking people's stuff, tired of feeling, and extremely abusive. It's what it is. Just because you got empathy does not mean you know what to do with it. It does not. So I'm looking. Carrie said I used to be. I could dig it. I'm looking for both, right? And then self-awareness. Self-awareness is a superpower. If you got an extremely high sense of self-awareness, you're motivated. You can take correction. You can take a loss or two. Self-awareness is a superpower. So those three things, there are more. But please know, that ain't had nothing to do with education. Listen, y'all, I don't care what y'all have achieved. I don't care anything about what y'all have achieved. I don't give a damn. Achievements ain't nothing but turds. That's it. You just, that ain't, it's just pretty turds, you know, the kind you Google. That's all it is. Achievements don't mean nothing but your mama or daddy could afford to send you to school or you got some Pell Grants or some, that don't mean nothing. It don't. Your achievement, your master's degree is garbage. It's outdated. I wish you repeated about empathy, most intelligent people in the back. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I repeat that. That's it. Like, achievements don't mean nothing. They're garbage. What you have accomplished, that means everything. If all you've accomplished is a degree, you just tell me you test well. You you fit well as a slave is all you tell me. That's it. But if you say, like Jerry, well, yeah, well, you know, I went from here and I went over there to timeshares. Holy crap. First off, if you live in Vegas, you're crazy as hell. That's number one. It don't make no sense. You might as well live in the Bay Area. You're crazy. But I like crazy people. Okay, so there you go. So that works out. Because you went to where it's super hard at. You went, you went to the full fight. Because Vegas right now is on, it's in this, it's a ghost town. It ain't never coming back the way it is. But it never was nothing anyway. Yeah, zombie lands, what Jay said. Vegas was never anything anyway. Vegas has no middle class. The tourism is the middle class. 
you're out of me and made it, right? Or you robbing somebody, which was the other me. It depends on when you met me. I come from both places, Grace. I come from, I come from both places. It just depends. <laughs> I come from both places. I rob you or I give you a job. You know, I've done both in my lifetime. I've done both. You understand? I've done both. Just because you have empathy does not mean that you're a good person. It doesn't mean you know what to do with it. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I hired Jerry because of what he's accomplished. That was- I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger and how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is makes it news wasn't too hard that had nothing to do with field no offense which also means i would fire jerry and it has nothing to do with field and i would have no problem with that whatsoever i wouldn't and i don't think anybody who knows me thinks that She'd be shocked that I'm saying it out loud. Jerry is extremely accomplished. That means that you put something in Jerry's hands, Jerry's going to multiply it. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Outstanding. That's why Jerry. Go, Jerry, go. Jonathan, I hired for a different reason. Jonathan has the number one attribute that I'm looking for. And I'm not saying Jerry doesn't, but this is just why I hired Jonathan. The number one thing that I'm looking for, there's more, but there's number one thing I'm looking for, Carol. I got it in spades. So whatever it takes attitude. It's the number one quality I'm looking for when I hire people. And you can't fake it. There is no reason on planet Earth why Jonathan should be happy. He's got none. Look, forget all that psychological talk. Forget all that. I ain't got time for it. That's not me. Jonathan got every reason, every single reason to complain. And people will let it happen, but he doesn't. Now, I'm not saying he don't get mad and stuff, but how are you going to outwork a man trying to walk again. Get out of here. You can't. You can't. And if you think you can, you're tripping. You're extremely privileged. Be in his situation and see if you would even show up to a call. If he would show up to life. Anybody that got a whatever it takes attitude can work here. Don't care what your problem is. Because I know how to fix the rest. What I cannot put in you is whatever it takes. I could put emotional intelligence in you. I can. 
but I cannot make you get up in the morning and say, I'm probably going to lose, but losing got me effed up. That's why I hired Jonathan. So how about all y'all unmute y'all mics and clap for Jonathan? He don't need it, but go ahead and do it anyway. Because real recognize real. Welcome, Jonathan. You go, boy. Let me tell y'all something. You couldn't go through half of what this man went through. You shouldn't. If you could have, you would be there, right? You would freaking be Jonathan if you could, right? If you could. So that's four things. You should probably write those down if you want to hide. No, well, you know what? Do you. Again, I don't want to tell you how to run your culture. But I'm telling you here, if you don't have whatever it takes, and I'm not talking about that's not general. I'm saying if you can't get yourself out of a trash can, you can't work here. It's what it is. Why did I tell you that's wrong? No, it ain't. We going for if I tell y'all I want to be a hundred billionaire. That means this company has to be somewhere about $500 billion. Do you understand? That ain't never happened before, especially not with no CEO black man. So we got it twice as hard. I ain't had that. It ain't. It just ain't happened. If... Susan was running the company. Same thing. Still twice as hard. Because they ain't let no woman slide that far up to the top. Y'all know I ain't lying. You know what? That's fine. Let me, I'm just running my mouth, Carol. Don't worry about it. You know, that's what they're going to say anyway. It's all good. I'm built for it. Yeah, I know. Doggone well. That if Microsoft, we, y'all wouldn't even vote a woman president. Making four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so you gonna make a woman hundred billionaire? Get out of here. Nah. Whoever that woman is gonna have to take that. <laughs> she gonna take that. Cause that ain't that ain't happening by vote. She gonna take that. And that company about to stay private as long as possible. I promise you that. I promise you. Winning mentality. Do whatever it takes to get the job done, Jordan. You know, I'm actually glad the last dance came out because it made y'all, a lot of y'all wake up. Back to what Tempest said. Just because you got empathy don't mean you're a good person. So I'm looking for these four things. What, there's more, but whatever it takes attitude. That's first and foremost. If I don't see it, you get you were a good fit, as Phil said earlier in the call. High level of empathy high level of emotional intelligence. If you don't have empathy, but you have a high level of emotional intelligence, I'll let you slide on the empathy because it's just not fair. It's just not fair if I don't. And then the fourth one was, oh, I love empathy. Oh, self-awareness. Extreme sense of self-awareness. Extreme. Extreme. If I ask you a question, here's one of the hard questions I ask in the interview. So, okay, then, Steve, so why are you not rich? Like, how do you even answer that question? It's actually unfair. It might be disrespectful, especially the way it come out of my mouth. 
So when I hear something like, that's just my fault. Oh, self-awareness. Let's talk about it. Tell me why. Oh, but you know what they want? All right, then. You're, not, you're sounding like you're not a good fit anymore. Let me, let me find out why you're saying this, right? But that doesn't mean you're disqualified. This means why you're saying this. Here's a clause that I have. I sent to everybody who's doing an interview, and I want to show you how important this is to me. I'm going to put it in chat because here's the deal. Let me see. Let me get somebody that's been picked on their whole life and made it. Let's go with. Let's go. Everyone. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go with. Susan, come here, Susan. Unmute your mic for me. Law said, I haven't attracted the mentor I need to help me get there. That would have been my answer. I haven't attracted. Okay, I would have accepted that. That's actually, that's that's self-awareness. See, I don't care about the answer. I just care about it. You blame you. Susan. Yes. I, I wrote this down. I want you to comment on it first before I let everyone else comment on it. It says... So when I send out the email or text message, it depends on how they apply it to the to the job. There's an important note on it, and I make everybody read it. I say, "Great, your interview is blank time. Expect to be 30, 45 minutes, because that's all I need." And read the important note below. And right there, there's this important note. It says, word for word, with the COVID-19 crisis looming, we have made changes to better serve our potential new employees. For this interview, you do not need to dress professionally. You do not need to have a professional background, as this would be unfair to some of the applicants who cannot provide this. You do not need to have a noise-free background, as some applicants cannot afford to do this, due to homeschooling their children or taking care of loved ones. All of this is in place to make sure you have an equal opportunity of employment, nothing about your background, the quality of your video, the quality of your sound, would disqualify you from employment in any way. That's the important note. What are your first thoughts on that? It just kind of makes me go, ah, and relax. And I think you're going to get an authentic, real person that's comfortable, that's going to be open and not hide things. No. Because you have, you, you understand what's out there with the people that are applying all day long and hearing nothing back. They're applying, 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 and they're getting nothing back or they don't get hired. They don't get past the first interview. So I think that you're going to reach people that are being left out. And you're also going to reach other, just anybody. And it's going to be a little bit more sorting that you're going to have to do. But you'll find that gem in there. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm willing to Jonathan, do the sorting. For Jonathan, you know, all that aside with him, everyone, you're not seeing his picture. And I worked with him every day. And so did Phil. He does look like Matthew now I I pronounced his last name wrong Matthew McConaughey 
Is that how you say it? Yeah. He looks like he's got his voice. So, you know, he would come and please, please, Susan, would you do this or that? And, you know, I was on to him after a while, but I gave him to him most of the time. So he's very charming as well. (laughs) Qualities of a good salesperson. (laughs) And Jerry is just... And Jerry is just, you know, rock solid and caring. He's very caring and very honest and um, a hard worker and very smart and studies a lot and stays on top of things. You can keep going if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Susan. (laughs) I'll tell you the most impressive thing Jerry did. The see, I'm I'm weird, y'all. I, I I look at stuff that people ain't looking for. <clears throat> Jerry, we got into a fantastic conversation, and then towards the end, it was a it was one of those spots to where you was like, okay, well, this can get uncomfortable if I allow it to get uncomfortable. And then Jerry and I, so I just said, well, this is what it is, and I got silent. And Jerry said. And I quote, and it's brilliant. It's the most fantastic way to handle a possible conflict. Well, I'm not against you. I'm with you. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. <laughs> you remember that, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I meant every that, word of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That <laughs> is how you know the heart or equality of a person. I mean, hey, listen, I ain't got a problem. You ain't got a problem. I can see this may be a problem. Let's roll, right? <laughs> like, let's, let's roll. Let's roll. That's how you, they call that problem prevention. That's self-awareness. I'm always listening. I'm always, always, always listening. When I know that I'm being counted out and doubted and all that stuff, I love it. I revel in it. I can't wait. Like, I love that stuff. I love it. Not because I'm confrontational. It's just because now you just gave me all the power in the world. Like, now I know you're programmed. As long as I know that you're operating in programming, I won. Period. I'm a free thinker. If your thinking is fixed, you already lost. You, You can control a slave. I didn't make that up. There's a book by George S. Classen. And there was a free man who is now a slave. And now he's getting ready to kind of, actually, he didn't even try to escape. He just complained about being in slavery. Come on, help me somebody. First off, I'll tell you, I know I wasn't a good slave. If you believe in reincarnation, let me just tell you, you recycle your personality over and over. I know I was not a good slave. I can just tell you. I just know I wasn't. I don't make a good slave today, not tomorrow, not yesterday. I don't like buttoned up shirts. That shit too tight around my neck. You know what I'm saying? Antonio? Yes, sir. You recycle your soul and you bring along your personality. There you go. I'll take that too. I don't like stuff too tight around nothing. Buttons on my shirts be too tight. 
push-ups make my biceps too tight. You understand? I just don't like tight stuff, period. Like, I be joking with you talking about all spandex at, at uh, that splash, what it's called? Uh, pride. At pride. I done splashed out here. But I ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> it's too tight. I feel too restricted. I know I ain't going to do it. Antonio? When? Yes, ma'am. One more thing I had to make sure I said about Jonathan. Sure. Um, you know, I was always at the gym for 7 a.m. class, so I was there quarter till. And Jonathan would be finishing up. He already was in the water and swam. And when I saw him, and, you know, he has a driver bringing the wheelchair, the whole thing. And he said he was there every day, every morning. I don't know what time he got there as soon as it opened. And, you know, would be out of the wheelchair, you know, strengthening himself every day. He's dedicated. He's worked hard to get to where he is to have the quality of life that he has. And he works at it still continually every day. And he pushes himself well beyond. And I've seen it in action. Amen to that. I've got no, no rebuttal there. That's for sure. No rebuttal. Let me tell you something. You need to have your own confidence wherever it comes from. For me, my confidence, well, I'm not sure where it comes from, but I can tell you where my confidence comes from when I'm in a room doing some sort of deal or outnumbered by someone's thinking or culture or whatever, right? Age, doesn't matter, right? Whatever you think outnumbered is. We sitting at this table, table costs $10, table costs $5,000, table costs $10,000, doesn't matter. The table's irrelevant to me. The table's important to them. In most cases, actually, I'm gonna just keep it real with you. I have never walked into a room was someone had to work as hard as me to get into that room. I've never met someone, and I know people got harder than me. I know some of them grew up with me. So I'm not talking about that. I'm saying to get at this business deal, I had to be homeless, left for dead, molested, raped, arrested, shot at, stabbed, beat up, failed the fifth grade and the sixth grade in a whole bunch, back to back, by the way, graduate late, drop out of school, go four or five days at a time without eating, learn how to make money, learn how to hustle, deal with the politics of the streets, all that stuff, just to sit at this table. So every time I'm doing a deal, I know you just had to wake up and go to school, deal with your problems. But 87% of what was, you just had to walk a straight line. I ain't had no line. That's where my stuff come from. Where yours come from? Doesn't matter where it come from. As long as you tap into it. As long as you got the self-awareness to know. Every time something bad happened to me, which bad doesn't even exist, but we'll just use this word. I always say, oh, I've been through worse. It's all good. It's all good. 
<clears throat> been through worse. It's all good. Do you have the do you have the leadership skills enough to recognize that right after this call, right after the training, you may need to reach out to Satish because of some stuff happening around him. Can you see that you may need to reach out to whoever? Or are you so focused on your mission? So this is how we end the call. I had a meeting. Reggie, Deanna, Grace, I'll meet your mics. I told y'all I want something to happen, and I wanted to come from y'all mouth for Jerry and John to know I ain't playing. Grace, you lead the way. What I want you three to do for Jerry and Jonathan. Whenever they need uh, help, if they call us and say, hey, we have someone we're talking to, we want you, I mean, you know, I would like you to talk with them and for me again, be there, be available. Reggie, how serious was I and how extra were you willing to do to help these two brothers? Uh, I just, I've been talking on the phone uh, for a long time as far as sales-wise. So uh, I always just wanted to teach how to do it, how to, how to, how to make a friendship over the phone and how to, how to, how to get to their soul, basically, <laughs> just by talking to them on the phone. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Did what what I told you to do? Make myself available. No matter what is going on, whatever, if I'm in the middle of something, that ends and that phone call with them begins. There's no... Grace? No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. There's... You just said make yourself available. No matter what's going on, that stops. Make yourself available. No matter what's going on. Even if... And I told her, because I told y'all as a group, and then I told all y'all individually, because that's what I do. That sounds like Antonio Smith. And I told you, Deanna, you're going to be doing some stuff I told you to do that's important. Yeah. And you better do it. Yeah. But when they need help, I said what? Stop that and help them. Now, Grace, I'll mute your mic. This time I want you to speak freely. You gave me a good answer, right? Where do I want them to go? What dollar amount? I know you said six figures. How fast? Actually, I think I told that it was 30. 30. It was 30. It was 30. It was 30 because I got it from Jerry. I told Jerry 90 days. He was like, well, I'm going to do it in 30. Well, shit, if you don't do it in 30, you know, you know I'm I'm competitive, right? Well, then I'm gonna make sure you do it. Right? You understand? Yeah, it's just that's just me. Y'all gotta know me enough to know that, yeah, you're not gonna outrun me. We running together. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna die for it too. But that's, you just you just gotta know me to know that. Okay. So y'all heard them say it. I didn't leave them. You heard them say it. So what's getting ready to happen? You, you should. We already got Deanna. You scrubbed all those those lists, right? Did we do that? Yes. They're All right. Uh, do you remember who I said gets what? 
they all hot lead. They they warm in hot leads for Jerry and Jonathan. I, I remember that. I just anyway, you got it. You got it. You got it. I, I'm pretty sure I told you what to do with it and blah 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 a couple of days ago, right? All right. So yeah, I'll let you have that. Cool. So they have plenty of information. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You, you'll see. It. It, it just it doesn't matter. This is what I want. It's non-negotiable. I want. Now, who, who, I gave you a plan, didn't I, Grace? Didn't I give you a plan? Didn't I write a mathematical plan down? Who well, I gave a mathematical plan? I gave a this first thirty days, this, and then sixty days. That was you. I didn't give it to you, Grace. No, sir. I'll send it to her. Yeah, yeah, send that. Send that, because Grace going to be on the front line more. Send that. Can you read it to me? Can you, can you, is it? And I came up with a plan. I did my math. Yes, thing. you did. My kind of math, Grace. Not your math. You know, I like theoretical math. I don't like that. Now, you in law. Y'all deal in the real world. I like, I'm like Einstein. I want to, I want to know stuff I shouldn't know. Yeah. Can you read it to me? You got to yes, pull it up? Yes, sir. Read it to me. So in the first 30 days... Hold on, real quick. Hold on, hold on. I'm doing this because I want y'all to hear Jerry, Jonathan, and just, you know, everybody has a culture. And we went to work and y'all didn't even know it, right? But this ain't the first time that, you know, we've been doing this. So but Luckily for us, we've been doing this. Go ahead. So you're going to start off each person with 3,000 leads. On the lower end of the conversion, that's 1,050 that will convert. So if you, so at, at the, if you multiply that by the $10 from the 1999 sales, sure. you ain't got to say no more. You ain't got to say no more. Because I've, I've done sales, and I hate sales, by the way, y'all. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm really good at it. I just hate it. You just hate it. I'm really good at it. I've done sales. Well, I've done sales legally. Let me say that since 16. Since 16. I, you know, I keep forgetting how I grew up. You know, so, so you got to, because if you really want to contemplate sales, I was moving packages at six, but we ain't going to say nothing about that. You know, what was you going to do if you got to eat? You understand? But anyway, legal sales would be 70, I mean, 60 years old, right? 16. And I've been in sales ever since. Music sales to music manager to freaking sales, 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 sales to cold calls. I got, I became a master at sales when I got cold calls. And I ain't never, and allow me that colloquialism, please. You know, I ain't never, ever had somebody start me off with 3,000 leads. What they say is, go prospect. So you can stop right there. Now I ain't saying they ain't never had that, but if they did, it ain't it ain't it it ain't common. You understand what I'm saying? It's not common. It ain't common at all. It's not common at all. But right, different kind of company here. So what I want. Is I want them, I want us to create a new culture, a new sales culture, sales team culture. This is internal between 
S3, 4, 5, whatever. I want to fast track all salespeople to six figures. And I'm, I want to do that. <clears throat> Listen, Grace. 30 days. I would have said 90, but Jerry said 30. So we're going to roll with Jerry. So let's just talk it through Jerry. We're going to roll with that. We're going to roll with that. 30 days. You got me? This is important because I want you <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> I want you to pay attention. I'm doing something here, and I'm doing it publicly for the whole world to hear this recording. You pay attention. That's going to come with a lot of us being available. You understand? And let me tell everybody what I recorded. If you're a salesperson and you work with the ATS companies, you are highly favored in an unfair manner. Oh, yeah, I said that. Sure did. Equal opportunity employment. But once you're here, some departments get favor. But don't get mad at me. When your, when your college and university favored the football team because they brought in what? Money for the college. Okay, sales brings in money. Hey, man, can we, can we just go ahead and can we just, if you let your alma mater do it, you're going to let me do it too. <laughs> Them is football players. That's the two-star quarterbacks. You understand? Two-star quarterbacks. And we're going to make sure that we run that. You got me, Grace? I already know Reggie. Reggie been waiting this whole his whole life. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, I already know you got it because you're the best you're the best teacher trainer I got. Deanna, me and you, we're going to get off our high horse and be available. Fair enough? Fair enough. Antonio? All right, last words on you, Phil. Well, maybe not the last one. Please remember, a great marketing plan poorly implemented, accelerate your demise. So make sure that we've got the infrastructure in place to support that kind of volume. Oh, that's been in place. We good. We get there. Yeah, we get there. That's uh, probably the most fantastic point of the meeting is what Phil brought up. The most fantastic point is what he just said just now. Fortunately, I did things backwards. I focused on infrastructure first before people. The thing that got me talked about is also the thing that got us ready. Well, y'all get ready for that. Hopefully you learned some stuff. Get in there. Chris, you should have stole everything I said. Yep. You really should. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, because this is, this is how you do it, Carrie. This is how you figure out how to bring people on and pay them well. So Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in the next one.